you're looking for one of the most beautiful and playable custom acoustics on the planet, look no further than Ed Rice at Toeir Guitars. Ed is a true artist, transforming exotic woods into magnificent, sweet-sounding instruments. Go to toeirguitars.us, that's T-O-I-R-G-U-I-T-A-R-S.us, and contact Ed today. Hey everybody, Brad and I want to say thank you for listening and thank you for the support. Please continue to listen and share this podcast on all platforms that you can. And if you'd like to support us monthly, we're set up now where you can go to anchor.fm slash Recording, hit the support button, 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 per month. Any amount would be greatly appreciated. Now back to the podcast. Top Hill Recording Podcast, episode 117. Jeez. What's up, Neil? What's up, dude? Having some old tub tonight. Have you had old, old tub before? Yeah, did, you've had it on a podcast. Did you know it was unfiltered? <laughs> yes. I didn't. <laughs> did you know what unfiltered means? Not filtered. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> We've got quite literally with us tonight. Welcome, guys and gals. Hello. Awesome Thanks for having to be us. here. Thank yeah. you. Oh, wow. Thank you all. Have you guys had old tub? First time. First time tonight. So I don't know if this is still the case. Oh, shit. But this is a Jim Beam product. Oh, and uh, you used to only be able to buy it in Kentucky. It's one Jim Beam kept exclusively to Kentucky sales. Oh, so, wow. I don't know if that's still the case. but I think Jim Beam likes money too much. I bet that's changed. <laughs> that might be the case. Yeah. Like, cheers. Ah, cheers. 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 Yeah. Cheers. Mm. Ah, it's always a good way to start the podcast. <laughs> that is unfiltered for more robust flavors. That's what it is. <laughs> Just like they advertise. <laughs> what the bottle said. I had to read what that said, man. All right. Well, let's jump right in here. And why don't we have you guys just go around and introduce yourselves to the listeners first. And we'll go from there. I am Katie Did It, and I play guitar and upright bass and quite literally. Right. I'm Derek LaFountain, and I also play guitar and bass. I'm uh, Greg McIntosh, and I'm the percussionist of the group. I'm Emily Miller, and I play the violin. All right. So, Katie and Derek, you guys just, like, swap up on the uh, upright bass? Yeah. Just yeah. different songs? Yeah. yeah. She's got some fancy jazz chords that I can pull off, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, she's a better bassist? Yes. And oh, he's well, a great... Yeah, she's, she's a better jazz chord playing guitarist and definitely a better bassist. <laughs> he's a great lead player on guitar, though, and that's the one aspect I can't bring, so... Mm, okay. So, when you're on bass, he's on guitar and the other way around? Yep. Yep. All right, cool. Okay, there's no rookie around here, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, why don't you guys start off, just tell us the origins of Quite Literally, how this, how this foursome came together. Well, it started out, me and Derek just started doing a duo of my original songs, and then we wanted to expand on that, because I was wanting to do songs that I didn't necessarily get to do with Mama Said, so it was kind of an outlet for me to uh, explore that part of my songwriting that I wasn't getting to do with the string band. And then we found Emily. Uh, she came to one of my open mics. Hello. And uh, <laughs> she's been really close friends with a lot of my friends in Lexington. And we've actually played with a lot of the same people before. And she came to my open mic and we were playing on stage. And I think I just looked over and said, do you want to be in our band? It was beautiful. <laughs> felt, felt like a proposal kind of. Like yeah. I had just moved to Louisville um, for a job and was like determined to get into the music scene, crack into it here. Yeah. And I wanted to be more committed than I was um, yeah. uh, in the past. Just uh, living on my own, more space to practice, all that good stuff. And so I started showing up to Katie's open mic. You <laughs> know, it was good, good things. So what do you mean your open mic? Did you host the open mic somewhere? Yes, I host an open mic every Wednesday and Thursday. The one on Wednesday is at Diorio's on Baxter Avenue. And then the one on Thursday is at Flanagan's on Baxter Avenue. Oh, cool. Still right now? Yeah, you need to go out there and 
Everyone's trash Thursday. originals on the crowd, man. Yeah, oh you should dear. definitely. Yeah, quite a few, quite show. a few bands and projects have kind of grown yeah. from being people meeting there. Actually. And it's kind of cool the way that Greg stepped into all of this was uh, I had him. I used to do a spotlight artist every uh, Wednesday at the Oreos, where I gave like a experienced artist a little bit more time than the other open micers to kind of have a spotlight area there. And I had Greg as one of those people to play guitar because he's also a great guitarist and singer songwriter. Then him and Emily started playing together. They actually have another project called Sad Black Lab that they play in together. And I think the no first such thing. first Sad night Black you guys... Lab, <laughs> it's not. That's the iron. That's the beauty name. of the name, Great right? Name. Such a good name. And I think the first time you guys said the name was that night at Open yeah, Mic, right? No, it totally was. Yeah. Oh, nice. And nice. so we were looking for a drummer and we kept tossing names around. And then we were like, why haven't we asked Greg? He's a drummer. Well, so, I, was, I was also playing in another another group at the time. Um, and and Emily knew that I was playing and I had come out to see them uh, at like Elkhorn Tavern or yeah, somewhere. in Lexington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just seemed very organic. I don't well, know. then well, we had this set in too. Because Sad Black Lab and quite literally played together up in uh, Whitesburg. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. And Greg's oh, yeah. head in with us on the yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then we're like, we, we should just... <laughs> Memories are coming uh, back. Percussion uh, so awesome. Uh, yeah. We're building the band, man. Yeah. <laughs> so it yeah. all really has come from yeah. uh, little host, uh, hosting open mics. Basically, mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, that, Katie's auditioning for new band members every yeah, right? Secretly, <laughs> Secretly, that's why I do it. So I can find the best players in town and yeah. pick and choose. <laughs> so you guys better keep practicing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Heard that. Yeah. So how long, I mean, what's the time frame here? How long has quite literally existed as this group? As this four-piece, about a year now. Okay. Right? Oh, yeah. Close, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's about right. I think we yeah. finally found our our four. Yeah. Like this is it. This feels is good. We found yeah. it feels comfortable. Out, feels great. Feels great. Yeah. How did your sound, you know, develop as you guys came together? Like, uh, what originally came to the group from that, and how how has that evolved as you guys have been a force from there? Uh, a Western swing book. Yep. That Katie. And where did you get? Did I get that for you? You, you bought did it buy for that me for, for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I she, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bought her a Western swing book for Christmas, and she just started and plowing I'm, through it and learning Katie, all these you cool really put a lot chords. of thought into that, even though I forgot. <laughs> yeah, it. right. Yeah, it was like four years ago, right? Yeah, know. and I just started <laughs> yeah. diving into it and started uh, listening to a lot more jazz, playing a lot more jazz on guitar, and then uh, Emily's a great songwriter. Derek's a great songwriter. Greg is. The whole band's made up of good songwriters, and so. Uh, uh, this is where we are yeah. now. Katie got a solo gig. I don't know where the first one was. I can't remember. And you were like, do you want to play with me? Because I don't do it myself. But like, you got to play upright. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't <laughs> really play. I've never played that. Right. Was I played bass in another band, but electric. Mm-hmm. So then I plugged away at the upright for a while. And we played uh, uh, Great Day Live. As a two-piece. Oh, yeah. Nice. So then we were Katie and Derek. And then the next time we went on Great Day Live, we were like, uh, we did. Give it a name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I said, "Yeah, real loud." Yeah. When you said "songbook," man, because I was like, "That is when I when I listen to the music that's got that old, just westerny feel." Yeah. That's what I. Yeah. It, so it's so it's wild that that kind of led to. Did that lead to the sound that has kind of come? Yeah. Well, I think right. also the other half of it is that we kind of have a blues R&B sound and that mostly is with uh, Emily's originals. Cause she mm-hmm. has a great voice mm-hmm. for like blues and R&B stuff. And um, whenever she brings a, a song to the table because she's a violin player, she doesn't yeah. have them written on guitar yet. And so Derek, he's a great blues player on guitar. So we'll mm-hmm. work together. She'll sing the song and then he'll figure out some chord structures and... That's kind of why those songs yeah. end up being so bluesy and R&B. Yeah. Okay. It works yeah. out. So yeah. I definitely noticed uh, that they're, everybody kind of writes, and you write, and you write. and yeah, yeah. Did you write uh, Gotta Get Back? Was that yeah. What it's called? Okay, yeah, that's yeah. the one I wrote. I'm yeah. so, so, I mean, every, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure that, uh, I'm sure that, Greg will eventually write something too if you haven't already brought something to yeah, the band. Yeah, he's got I'm something sure in the works. Okay. Yeah. See, so it's, it's one of those situations. <laughs> So Emily, you write on the violin. Um, it it happens a couple different ways. Like sometimes I come up with the lyrics first, um, 
or just the words and then I have to figure out a melody to go with them. Or sometimes I'll come up with a riff on the violin and then have to make it so that it actually works for spoken language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so um, Katie and Derek have been awesome about that. Uh, just because like my experience is not writing rhythm parts. Yeah. Uh, I come from an orchestra background doing like violin, a lot yeah. of more lead based mm-hmm. kind of. So, yeah, so we usually, like, tackle a song and hammer it out for several hours But it's at a really time. cool because we really write the songs together, yeah, like, from the, the bass. Yeah, that's the beautiful part is it's a co-creation, and I think that makes it more cohesive sounding. And then Greg just, like, I mean, you can, like, show him a song, and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> like got it in like thirty seconds. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I was uh, I brought that up because there's definitely you can hear it in in the record, you know, or in the recordings that I've heard anyway. That there is a there are different songwriters, which I love in a band. You know, everybody has their own lane, yeah. and but uh, bringing it in that way to where you guys are writing together is going to even I would imagine make that even like a more cohesive sound for everybody. Yeah, yeah. which I'm sure is uh, yeah. you know it's it's. One thing that I'm terrible at, and I think I've only really done it once or twice, is, is a co-write. I don't know if it's just because you you have to have so much trust or you have to um, allow everybody to have the same you type of You have to of, be like, willing input. to like not be totally attached to certain mm-hmm. elements for the sake of the song. That's mm-hmm. probably the hardest part. Because like, yeah. there have been uh-huh. things that like I sounded way different when I was just in my head like mm. coming up with it and then it translated way differently but it worked out great yeah so there, there probably has to be a like a part of you that uh can't get defensive i think i mean mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I i get defensive <laughs> so maybe that's part of the reason why i would i I, th- I would like to think i'd be a good team you know teammate when it comes to writing songs but i would feel like everybody else's stuff sound like better than mine <laughs> <laughs> It just depends. It depends how you write. And I think the way that you guys kind of talked about, especially putting your stuff together, uh, bringing in maybe lyrics or an idea and kind of uh, coming up with the rest of it together um, may be easier to do than than saying, you know, you write a song, you write a song, you know, to really yeah. kind of or maybe, gel that. Have you guys ever written a song and think to yourself, Hey, you know, this is really Derek style. And then, you know, hey, Derek, what do you, where do you think we need to go with this? Or this fits. Yeah. Do you guys see different styles in each yeah. other as writers? Yeah, definitely. But I, I see that more with people who aren't in the band. Remember that I wrote that one song recently and it's just, it's not a quite literally song. Yeah. And like our good friend, W.D. Miller, who's an awesome singer and songwriter guy, is a good friend of ours. And I was just told Katie, I was like, this is a W.D. song. Like this just like sounds to me like something yeah. he could just kill. And it's weird because sometimes I write a lot of things that don't fit anything I do. So what do you uh, <laughs> start a new band? Well, yeah, what do you yeah, what, right? what do you do with that? I mean, do you just kind of put them on the shelf, or do you? Yeah, you, <laughs> pretty really? much. Yeah, I mean, they're just there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you do a lot of recording at the house too, yeah. and so we have that. I've always been bad about that though, like because you recorded yeah. some of those, and they sounded great. Like I'd write too. a good, like I'd write a cool instrumental song that I couldn't think of any words for. Yeah, <laughs> and then I would yeah. write some decent <laughs> lyrics once that had, I couldn't think of anything other than one, four, five to do with it or, you know, like, um, but that's what the cool thing about co-writing, I guess, is where I was going with that tour. Like sometimes it takes someone to point out something that you're already mm. doing, you know, mm. something that's there. Like when Katie and I, there's a lot of times we'll, she'll be working on something and she'll have me come in and she'll be like, I need like a melody for this song. And then I'll sit down on the guitar and I'll play a little lick or something. And all I do is play her words mm. back to her pretty much, you know? And it's just like, I just played your lyrics back to you is uh, all I did, you yeah, know? And like, you just, yeah, you weren't even really paying. You were, you know, so into it. You weren't even thinking about that. <laughs> and Neil's right too. You can't be like defensive in any kind of way. Um, so this new song that we're going to perform later, we had practiced it a certain way, like for two practices. Mm-hmm. And then Greg was like, I'm just going to be honest, you guys. It's too long. Uh-huh. It's repetitive. We need to clean it up. And then after we did, we were like, he was right. Yeah. It's so much yeah. better yeah. now. So even after, you know, they're in the workshop constantly, no yeah. matter what. All songs are in the workshop at all times to be better. Huh. I'm currently watching the best show on uh, ever created on television. It's on Netflix. It's Lizzo's. 
I'm not being insensitive. I really think it's called like the Big Girl Dance Show or something. It's it's with all her backup dancers that are getting ready to go on tour. And it, that's what it's always talking about. Like, What Sharp, channel is that? It's Netflix. It's Net- amazing. Oh. No, no. It's Amazon Prime. Okay. Prime. Noted. My wife, all right, yeah. I don't know how I, how it, how it happened, but now I'm stuck. My <laughs> wife and I are deep into this show, man. Yeah. We're like episode six and it's been two days. So, uh, but, uh, you know, that's kind of what, what they talk about is, is you're always, everything's always on the chopping block when it comes to artistic, what makes the art better? What makes the song better? What makes the dance better or the, the performance or whatever that you're looking for? Uh, you got to keep that, that type of open mind to be able to go, yeah. it just ain't working like that. So, I mean, like kudos to seeing that because, you know, it's going to sound terrible, but... Most drummers just sit in the back and play the drums. They don't. They, they would. They would just go. Okay. Well, that's what we're gonna do. They're not. But you know, you're not that guy because you you met when you were you know writing and playing guitar, and you still write and you still do those things, and you're such a uh, contribution that that you're when you hear something, you say it, and it changes and makes everything better. So, which is all part of the co-writing thing. But I do know a lot of you know drummers that I've played with. That's what they do. They don't. They just play yeah. the drums and they would sit in the back and just go where everything took them instead of, you know, have the courage to go, hey, man, this is a way we can make this yeah. a better theater. As, as a songwriter as well, you know, I enjoy that arranging process and helping structure, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like I think about those things when I'm writing songs. So, you know, as a drummer, it's just natural for me to be like, oh, you know, like maybe we could do these things and it would yeah. help. And, and to be able to play, you know, like play guitar. Right. I'm sure, you know, if you can play guitar, you could figure anything out you needed to on the bass, especially because of the rhythm section. So you're you're probably have a broad mind when it comes to arranging music because you can, you know, kind of do it all. Oh, he does. He's a genius. His, yeah. <laughs> his songs in Sad Black Lab are yeah. all over the place in such a great way. The structure uh, is very beautiful. Awesome. So cool when you're writing a song or, or, or arranging a song and something just comes together and you're like, yep, that's it. It's what we've been looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. You know, and, you know Katie has to feeling. do this quite a bit too because some of these songs cross over mm. from band to band and they're a little different mm-hmm. each time. So she's got to, you know. Which I feel very privileged in yeah. that way because I get to work with all these amazing musicians. And so I get to see my personal work be performed by different groups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the difference is outstanding. And it's just really, really cool. Yeah, she kind of started this to do all these songs she couldn't do with Mama Said. And then now, quite literally, is kind of sold. <laughs> <laughs> sold a lot of that to Mama Said, yeah. it seems like. And now they've, you know, now they have a whole new, like a, an extra element, I should say, to mm-hmm. what they do as well, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't welcome you back, Katie. We usually mention when oh, we have man, somebody I back tried. for the second I was like, time. She's no rookie, and you're like, uh-huh. oh, we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, you're not going to address the fact that this is the second time she's been. <laughs> well, it's good to be back, you guys. Thanks for having me, Brad and Neil. Katie, yeah. thank you for ignoring Neil's rant. There. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've been on one long rant since we started this thing, man. I apologize for talking too much. She's spoken well of the experience she had. Yeah. We all been looking forward to this a lot. Let's payments are working, It'll be man. Fun. We pay everybody uh, to say that that, that we think is going to be a good influence <laughs> for us in the local scene. And, we just yeah. figured out if you have bourbon, you know, you have fun. <laughs> Most of the time. Most, Most of the time. Yeah. Now, there has been there have been a few people that drank a little bit too much bourbon. They we probably were, didn't have much fun in the next uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. That sometimes. Uh-oh. I had a, I used to host a radio show at a, a Crescent Hill. Oh, radio. okay, Crescent Hill Radio. All right. Yeah, and uh, uh, that would happen sometimes. We had, they had to kind of make uh, rules, like you know, no drinking in the studio and uh, no guitar amps, you know, stuff. Because we <laughs> we would get in there sometimes, and people would let some things slip, and you know, we just some of the shows kind of they would get a little. How wait, how long was that show? Uh I mean the the actual shows themselves were an hour. Okay. Long. Okay. Yeah. You can you can do some damage. Yeah, yeah. I want especially when they come ready. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was there for maybe a year and a half, two years for all. Right. And then I I think uh Kathy closed it down at some point mm-hmm. recently. But uh, it was a lot of fun. I think it was closed down about two or three years yeah, ago, man, which yeah. was a bummer. Yeah, it was. It's hard. She you know, you know, um, props to her. She did a lot of hard work and, you know, Kathy Weisbach did a lot to uh, try to do that. 
Um, and it takes a lot of money and time and yeah. resources. And As I'm sure you love. guys know. No, not that. <laughs> not that type of, I mean, a real radio station. Yeah. yeah. probably more. Yeah, there was, it was yeah. a lot. 24 was a hours, lot. homie. Yeah. yeah. It's just so, no joke. Yeah, so I don't know. They, we, I know how that can be. <laughs> it was... Uh, it was the true local channel. It though, was. That we weren't local. We weren't music. allowed to play anything that wasn't local. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was so. Uh, I don't know, man. It was refreshing it to was. be able to go. And, you know, a lot of things like that have. Um, uh, I'm in another band in Louisville called the Tunesmiths. I know. That. Yeah, yeah, and my right, my man. friend Bryce, who was in that, that's where I met him at. Was because he was one of the hosts. Him and uh, uh, Kevin Cox. I okay. Know Kevin, they okay. were a host together in the yeah. morning. And I was a fan of them and, and would go see them, you know, back in the day. And uh, and he invited me and he was the first person that ever played me. And I went in and played there. And that's where Bryce and I met and become oh, friends. Sweet. And then what, well, six years later, five years later, I, they asked me to join the Toonsmiths. So that's, which I'm with them now. So there was a lot of things like that too, with like her open mind, with like a lot of people met. And it was really good for the music community. It, it yeah. was, you know, yeah. so. It, it, it really is. I, it's hard to find... If you don't know where to look for, you have to, that's, I think that's the thing. You got to look for it. If you yeah. want to, you've got to kind of, all right, where can I find yeah. this local Louisville music? Yeah. It, it's, and, and although it is everywhere, if you look for it, it it's not at a centralized place. Like it would be right. nice to be able to listen to Crescent Hill. Yeah. And for sure. Are, yeah. Is yeah. that right? Did I say it right? I always say it wrong. Crescent Hill? Yeah, was that right? right? Yeah, yeah. Crescent, yeah right. Crescent Hill Radio. I did it. You got it now. You got it. Yeah. 100.9. Yeah, it was 100.9 yeah, WCHQ. Listen to that. Yeah, yeah. You got the radio. Oh, voice. I had it for oh, sure. Right. I, could, I could tone it in. I was, uh, I've always loved Matt Anthony. Uh, he's okay, been a, yeah. he's always a big fan of his. So I tried to kind of model myself after him on, on, on that. Awesome. And I just love like the sound clash and all this. I mean, he his, I don't know, his music palette is incredible. So, I know I had some influences on that. <laughs> you know, we considered uh, trying to, at one point, putting out a podcast like once a week that was just Louisville music, like an yeah. hour straight of Louisville music. Yeah. Not even, not DJ it or talking yeah. between it, but people submit their stuff. We put yeah. it in a, in a feed for an well, hour and I mean, then play it or, you know, have it as a podcast. I, I'm sure I could probably still find access to the old database. <gasps> I'm sure it's still oh, around. Man. Because Bryce, who was in the Toonsmiths with me, was the music director no for quite a while. Oh, so. He's got a hard job with all that oh, stuff. So yeah, it's all still there. It's still there yeah. somewhere. I know they didn't delete it. I know that. So. Oh, man. Yeah, and that would be easy in that case. You just, we'll just have the Toonsmiths in and sweet talk these guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. we could do yeah. it. They, um, uh, they, and they also do a uh, um, more of an like, acoustic set, too, sometimes, too. Like Bryce mm -hmm. and Daniel, sometimes by themselves, too, they do more of a thing that oh, would, cool. you know... Okay. Working nice. here a little better than the... Than the full thing. Yeah. The, yeah. The dirty amps and all that. We've had a little bit of everything in here, though. <laughs> yeah. Let's listen to the song. Tell us about uh, Gotta Get Back. Oh, man. I don't know. I It was, it was weird. I kind of started writing it, making fun of music that sounded like it, honestly, <laughs> and just saying all this dumb stuff, and then it ended up kind of starting to be good, so then I started taking hey, it seriously. I like this. It's one of my favorite songs. Yeah. And, uh, it's so, it's um, so unique. Yeah, well, it, start, it started with me just trying to do something that sounded, because we was talking earlier about the um, writing with different people, and, and whenever you have a lot of songwriters in a band, it's hard to keep it in the same style, style mm -hmm. and the same sound. You can vary a little bit, but if you're too crazy all over the place, it's hard to, you know, you know, pinpoint where you're going with it. Yeah. So that was kind of me trying to do something that was in the wheelhouse of where we were wanting to go in mm -hmm. this swingy R&B type, you know, with a little bit of folk, I guess, whatever you call this, yeah. um, direction. So... So I just kind of started doing that with like a chord progression and I never thought I was the best at writing lyrics. So I was kind of just being silly at first. And, and then they started getting, <laughs> then they started being good and... Catchy like, oh, story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, that um, it just kind of came out of that and with a little bit of uh, real life experiences of, I don't know, um, being away, I guess, is from home a little bit. That's where it's from. So. All right. This is, uh, this is on Walking in a Daydream, correct? Yep. yep. So it's available. Available now. <laughs> I 
side of the road Cigarette pack and one-eyed toe Windshield glass mixed with DNA You really shouldn't drive when you feel that way And it's a long way back to Indiana With a, a monkey on your back Gotta get back to my pretty little lady In the tiny little one-room shack Speaking of Taylor earlier, we were talking. You know, that was Taylor there on the banjo and that. Yeah, Taylor's uh, on that record. Yeah. I knew it was Taylor. Yeah, that's Taylor yeah. Chuck on there. The, yeah. yeah, I was like, that's Taylor. <laughs> what yeah. about saxophone? That was, uh, that Shannon, was Taylor too. Shannon Vetter no, <laughs> from Big Atomic. Okay. Oh, right. yeah. Shannon, yeah. Shout out to Shannon. Yeah. 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 Terry. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it would be in an ideal world, it would just be great to have everyone. Yeah, and it's yeah. just everyone's got things and, moving and different bands yeah. and this and that. But uh, yeah. they did really great on that album. Yeah, Shannon they did. and Taylor were with us for Taylor was with us for a lot longer. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then um, Taylor she, was still in the band when I joined. Yeah, yeah Taylor was, was still in the band yeah, when Greg was. joined, and then yeah. they moved to Nashville. And well, all then, that. And, well, and then uh, Taylor was actually in the band with us when he joined Mama Said. Yep. So then that uh, put. That put a lot of extra work on him for one. And then two, before Greg, it was the exact same instrument. Lineup line as, as Mama said. said. So it was, uh, it, and then we're both doing like box wine swing and it was starting to get a little bit. <laughs> Who's doing it better? Like this a clone. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like a clone. Kind <laughs> of like, all right, which yeah. one's the cover band? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, Who's the imposter? Yeah, but he she never, even looks uh, like the other singer. <laughs> Taylor has another, never has a problem finding Work. work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's just yeah. incredibly I mean, talented. Yeah. Well, nobody in either of those bands, uh, your band or the mom said, will have any problem finding work. Everywhere I look, there is one of you, one of you guys is on a stage somewhere between the two. <laughs> we went to the Hill Figs and it's like, hey, look. Was, David, was David with them? Yeah, he played yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. He looked like he had a lot of fun too. Nah. He looked yeah. terrible. He looked like a Not terrible David. time. Yeah. No. He's so serious on stage. What are you right. talking about? <laughs> yeah, he is a uh, incredible musician. His stage presence is yep. fantastic. And I don't know, David, for one, I don't know, out of all the people I've ever seen play, I don't know if anyone gives their heart and emotion and mm-hmm. feel like he does. He mm-hmm. is just... Well, I, I just love the bow hairs flying everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just, yeah, he just pours himself out on that stage when he plays. So he's incredible. He has a a seriousness about music. Oh yeah, it's you know, his life. Yeah. Absolutely, he doesn't take it as a, as yeah. a joke, and he doesn't take it for granted. I don't yeah. think he's very very um, professional. And yeah. when you get when he gets in a performance mode, is when you can mm-hmm. see him like yeah. let yeah. it take over and just play yeah. let everything play through him it's it's really yeah. it was cool to see it was cool to see Kay- katie cool. and i have this uh, recurring conversation all the time about how there's musicians and there's artists mm. or performers and, uh, perform- there's performance and artists or whatever but we yeah. say like and david's an artist absolutely mm-hmm. through yeah. through for sure yeah so when uh did the drive from nashville just get to be too much from taylor is that what happened with that 
Yeah, we had just had Greg join and uh, we were going for a little bit of a different sound. I think since the beginning, we've just kind of been getting by with what we could. Yeah, it was yeah, us yeah. three. We were the core for a long time. And a little experimentation necessary yeah. to it, figure it out. Yeah. You know? And we had Taylor because Taylor can play any genre yeah. of music. So it was <laughs> like, even though he does do banjo, we had no fear of him playing bluegrass because he no. can play yeah. any genre yeah. on banjo. Yeah, he's, he's definitely one of the only banjo players that would fit what we just listened to yeah. that well because yeah. yeah. you know he's just so well versed and-, mm-hmm. and then when Greg came along we got the drums and we were like well you know this is kind of the direction we've always wanted to go and be and I knew it was like getting rough on Taylor anyway yeah. so I was like hey like yeah. you're one of my best friends I love you but would it be okay if maybe we like split from doing well, this yeah, and, and that wasn't and he was very much like he relieved was, but yeah. Well, yeah. yeah he was focusing so much on Mama said at that point too because yeah. you know he was he was uh, taking over two people's place. Yeah, really, in so that it was situation. it was so, all good and dandy. Yeah, so. it's just awesome that uh, you know we we've said it many a times, but it might have been it might have been a minute. I don't know if that sentence is even a sentence. It might have been a minute, <laughs> but I followed. I understood. Thank you. As long as we understood, that's <laughs> all, right. all that matters. The crossover and the camaraderie in the Louisville music community is awesome. Yeah, like, it, is. it is. It really is. It is awesome. It, you know, you um, especially if you're on the outside skirts, you think that it it should be or is going to be super competitive, yeah. uber cutthroat, because that's what you think it. It, it is. is. You know, it's a bigger isn't. city in Kentucky, yeah. so it's just kind of like yeah. maybe invisible yeah. expectation yeah. there. Yeah, but the yeah. core... It's been super cool for me, having played primarily in Lexington, getting to branch out and play mm-hmm. more in, in Louisville and meet more of the musicians around there yeah. because of exactly what you're talking about. It's like a family mm-hmm. of groups. Everybody like a, shows like a, it's up like to a each real other's thing. shows. Like it's, people <laughs> yes. care and stuff. Always. Like, amazing. We're yeah. always sharing each other's stuff, like full support. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I've always said that. I've thought that Louisville is actually like how people think Nashville is. Yeah. You know, with this like tight-knit music community that they all know each other and they, they all, all play together. Yeah, they probably all know each other, but it's, yeah, you know, it's a that's different, a different I think. Yeah, yeah like this is like so... Everybody's going yeah, for the small same town-ish, job. Small-town-ish, you know. Everybody wants on that tour with the big name person yeah. or be that big name. It is it is a... Yeah. that That's where you go to, to be the cutthroat Yeah, And this player. is the first place they come. When mm-hmm. someone leaves out of Nashville to go, yeah. this is, they, they send them up here first. This yeah. is the first place Nashville sends people. Go up to Louisville and play a gig up there. So... Much Which more diversity fun. musically too, I'd say. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. funny. Yeah, we've got There's the some weirdos up here, man. <laughs> there are keep Louisville weird, right? Yeah. The ecstasy thing. Keep Louisville weird for sure. I think they've done a good job with that. But yeah, yeah. And being in a, a community like this, and then being so close to a place like Nashville, you also get the opportunity to play with so many awesome people. Like we just oh, yeah. played a show recently with this girl and her band come up out of Nashville. And, they were fantastic. And Eva Castle. Yeah, Eva Castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you remember your name because I, I was based. Got and then you. like <laughs> about um, maybe five years ago, I was in a little band that I was invited to play in. And we, we did a benefit for the Art FM uh, okay. show. Right. Oh, it was, I don't know, while, maybe 2014, something like that, 15. And uh, we played a show with Margot Price. Oh, At Haymarket <laughs> Whiskey Bar. And it was a $400 show for all the bands. Are you kidding uh, me? Yeah. And like that next summer, she was on the cover of Rolling Stone. You know, oh, just so like, my. so, so many people, uh, Miles Nielsen, who's Rick Nielsen's son, we played with him. Like, so <sighs> this is a, such a great place to catch you know, well, and it's only uh, so much of that. It's expanding at a pretty rapid pace, especially for arts and music. And I think a lot of that has to do with bourbon. I mean, the expansion of mm-hmm. bourbon and mm-hmm. uh, the world really internationally yeah. has kind of been a big boom here too. Yeah. And I think it's allowed some stages to open that are mm-hmm. that mid-level Paris town type of stuff yeah. and, and mm-hmm. things that are legit event spaces that aren't the palace and aren't yeah. that, that, you know, real Louisville uh, original bands yeah. can get their foot on that stage and have their their you know kind of like a leg up to the next level if they yeah. if they just mm-hmm. continue. That's important. It's, it's really important. important. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to do. It is. Yeah. It really is. We uh, I used to play a time and space all the time, and before it burned down, Katie talked about this all the time. I was like, it sucks because that was my home. Even back uh, when it was the old tap room, that that building was my home that I could go play at. And I knew I could get booked, and it's hard. Yeah. It's very hard to get, especially if you do something weird, you mm-hmm. know, like 
There's so a like, lot of great venues yeah, now. Yeah, so places though. like Melwood or, you know, like yeah, there's other tons. places and like that. And I feel like everybody like, in the Louisville music community is yeah. um, pretty tight-knit and yeah. supportive of each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which I is mean, why the, like things like your open mic are so important also. Because yeah. it is hard. It is hard to get booked a lot of times. Oh, yeah. yeah. To be able to do that, the open mic, and, and to, to have those relationships that you create with that, is it, it's got to pay off uh, just, just, you know, for little gigs and, and events and, and things like that. Plus just the to know that you're kind of spearheading the movement yourself having those two nights. I mean, that's big. It's huge for, for people to get up and have the, the uh, confidence to play a song, and especially if it's their first time or their first yeah. few times. And a lot of times um, that is a tough, tough first step to take. And it a space to, uh, space to meet other musicians. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. wonder how many bands have it's originated a, from It's a nights. great networking yeah. opportunity for everyone that comes. And we have our own little open mic community. Like, all those same regulars come. And I don't know, I don't want to brag, but I would say that most of the people that come to those open mics are extremely talented people. Yeah, they are. Yeah. You would also pay money to go into a venue and see. Yeah, yeah. there's nice. something different every time. Like, it's amazing that it... That, that much music is that accessible every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably a good place to, you know, you should, test you should, material. You should go do yeah, something. Sure. Oh, gosh. You what guys should... both should. Come on down. <laughs> I, got one I won't be two. there this week, but next week, please come down. I have never done anything publicly solo. Original stuff? Solo. No, solo. Time to have change you... that, Brad. <laughs> yeah, come on, bro. <laughs> really? Got to take a top off, bro. <laughs> I, I, I oh, noticed, I but I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I appreciate you not saying anything. I, was, I, you know what? I, I tried to there. open the open bottle earlier. So I was sitting here thinking, could I play a solo? <laughs> and I saw that, but my bourbon wasn't pouring. Yeah. Here's one thing. He can't do, like, think about something and do something else. Like, if he's reading, true. you can say whatever you... Brad, there's a fire in your house. My wife thought that was one no. of the funniest things. I think, I think my daughter, my daughter's two years younger than my son. They were like, six and eight and I was doing something and she said you know daddy can't hear what he's reading it's the truth I mean at six years old she made a discovery that's a fact it's factual it's, <laughs> his eyes working ears sounds like a done. smart girl yeah. She's, yeah. Yeah, smart girl smart girl so Greg is the uh, is, is would you consider drums your first instrument is that your primary instrument no okay no, I just I just kind of dived into the the realm of percussion about maybe 2016 or 17. What? Um, I was actually playing with a with a psych rock outfit called Bandit Sun for a while. Um, haven't heard a bad band name yet. <laughs> we, we went uh, we went de- defunct last year, unfortunately, but we've released two albums and pretty proud of them. And you know, I still love those guys. So. Whatever, and I got. It's crazy that you're that good of a drummer and you've not been doing it that long because you're one of the best drummers I know. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Man. Oh, jeez. This is a a Greg (laughs) Price. So, what led you down that trail? (laughs) Well, so I showed up to jam with those guys when when it was kind of first jumping off, and they didn't have a bass player and they didn't have a drummer. And so I got to choose. Okay. And I was like, well, um, you know, drums. Easiest choice in the history yeah. of, the, of mankind. Everybody uh, drums. I'm drums seem drums, pretty man. fun. Yeah. Like, we can... No are are we really jamming <laughs> if we don't have a drummer, yeah, you know? Right. And so the you rest, out, the rest was just history. Can't, uh, octave pedals are cooler than drum machines. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, you know, you have those parties uh, where you just have a bunch of instruments there. That's the, <laughs> that's the instrument everybody at the party hits is drums. Of course, man. Everybody thinks they can thinks they can play the drums. Well, and it's it's crazy Couple how much. Couple drinks in. Yeah. yeah, everyone's a drummer. Yeah. Something I something I always there. something I always say is <laughs> it might not seem like something you would think of right away, but when you start learning to do percussion and thinking about rhythm and timing and you know and and that that uh, side of music, how much it improves the other instruments that you already play. Oh, yeah, yeah. cross training for sure. Is, yeah, uh, it's phenomenal. It's crazy. I came back to guitar and I was like, whoa. Like, what did I, like, I went to a different plateau higher? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. yeah. He's like, I had to play a triplet on Basically a guitar. Basically practice with what a metronome that? for yeah. however long. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, oh, I could imagine. Let's listen to another tune. Let's uh, tell us about Belladonna. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to get weird for a second. Right. Is this your song? <laughs> yeah, this is my song. Um, Emily. 
few months prior to the pandemic, I was at an EDM show <laughs> and I, <laughs> and I uh, met someone there. Uh, it was like my first time meeting him. So we're like, we're outside smoking a cigarette or whatever and just like shooting the shit. And um, uh, he just like revealed to me that one of his life goals was that he wanted to nurture a nightshade plant to maturity and then eat one of its berries and experience the psychedelic delirious effects of that plant. We all got goals. <laughs> um, so yeah, that made an impression on me. I don't rec- don't do that, uh, by the way. Don't do it. Um, I did some reading and like read some accounts on Arrowhead and read some other internet articles and like the, the general consensus of anyone that has experimented with that was I'm never fucking doing that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, um, I, I don't have a green thumb so I was out early. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. anyways. You had to buy it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just like an, ex- it's just me imagining what it would be like to be in that mental state okay. basically. I love it. So. Do they sell those nightshade plants at Lowe's? That's what I'm saying. The, <laughs> home garden section, like the starters. No. To the cabbage. I've got, I've got the berries, man. If you need one. <laughs> all right, I'm all right. I think. No, I think I'm past all that, I think. <laughs> Let's check it out. Bella Donna. Dark and delirious, deadly and delicious. Dined up again with the engine mine. Bella Donna, won't you fill my cup? I got the feeling that the jig is up. For miles, trying to chase the light and lay me down in the shade of night. You don't change when you're far away, only I tell a different story. Cause mm. I can't talk for the seeds in my mouth of the sweet past life. I tried to tell And delirious, deadly and delicious Kind of again with the end in mind Belladonna, won't you fill my cup? I got feeling that the jig is up Chase me now, still cap away And lay me down in the shade of night Shame on you for chasing me down In a glass house and uh, Shame on me for cast and stones Good night, sweet ladies, good night In between lines, biting our time Yeah, I'm 69 kinds of high And I'm flying Dark and delirious, deadly and delicious Dying to befriend all the demons I hide <laughs> so, yes. all right. So, when, when you bring that song to the band, all right, you got, all right, so check this out. The first part of it, how do you write that melody line? Is that something that you've written on the violin, or is that something that that you're like, I've got these words, dark and delicious. And, and <laughs> do you have a melody line for those words? Like, do you have an idea? Because it's so singularly its own thing. Like, if that makes sense. It doesn't sound like anything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I kind of started it as a poem, um, like, as like a tribute to the person who inspired it. Um, he's It's my friend. His name's Anthony. And Anthony's, what's up, Anthony? Anthony, we appreciate <laughs> your mind. If he's still man. around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 If, he, no, if he reached man. his goal, he might not be around. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> to be fair, he said he might save that for like a deathbed type uh, situation yeah. as well. But um, I'm no, gonna see the devil my own way, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for real though, that's like not far off base uh, from yeah. some of the shit that I read. So, um, <laughs> but he, I, I like started it as a poem, and then like I was trying to like have like a collaborative moment with him, so I was like. Tell me what you like about it, <laughs> about this plant. And so, like, I think the adjectives, like, dark, delirious, deadly, de- I maybe I added delicious, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, like, uh, he kind of, like, threw some adjectives my way, and I, like, molded it into that line. Nice. And I think subconsciously, I kind of borrowed that chromatic, like, tune from... Katie, because we have another, she has another song called Box Wine Swing, where mm-hmm. there's like that kind of element to it. Um, so, but yeah. Interesting. Okay. So, and this is why this is interesting because, you know, you kind of alluded to the same thing, Derek, when you were talking about trying to emulate what Katie's style is mm-hmm. in writing your own things. Yeah. Which is interesting. That's awesome. I mean, I, I think that's a huge compliment to you, Katie, yeah. as, as a writer and I a think performer. so. They yeah. make me feel very well, she, good. She really <laughs> helps the, the direction. Yeah. Like, we're yeah. going to go in this swingy type, you know, bouncy jazzish type. We, we're, we're very reluctant to say jazz because it's we have so jazz. much respect for it because it's, it's more swing. of a swing, swing folk swing, thing. Yeah. So we don't even, but that's easier to explain to people than like, oh, we're like swing folk America. I'm like, what? Yeah. You're like, oh, it's kind of jazz. I never know. Yeah. I never yeah, know so what to say. Like, I never, like people be yeah. like, what does that sound like? I'm like, uh, it's a bunch of stuff. Oh, it's a hard huh? question. My favorite thing about Belladonna though is that the melody all came from Emily and it's so beautiful. And Greg actually was... <laughs> This is my favorite thing ever. He's like, sometimes I'm at the house and I'm like trying to remember where my things are. And since we've been at practice, (laughs) then I come up with my own way to remember where my things are. I'm going to let you finish that and then please give an example of Belladonna about how you find your things before you leave the house. Like, like, they're like earworms, right? Like, (laughs) you listen to the stuff. We've been rehearsing these songs for months and months. so, So now whenever I'm about to leave my house to make sure that I have everything I need, like, Keys, phone, wallet. <laughs> you know? and, and, and I have one for lightning bugs too, but we don't have to get into that. <laughs> Does it work? No, oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, only, when, yeah. only when he has to remember three things. No, that's what lightning bugs is for. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. Sweet. That's Thank the God. other song. There's Thank a system. <laughs> All right. So I see that this file is titled Belladonna Tapio. Did you guys put that recording together for this podcast? Yeah. Actually, we got a... They're, they're not completely finished. <laughs> so, like, yeah. we're in the process of recording these. So, I took them where, where we're at with them and... And put the, them out there. Yeah, I was like, they sound yeah. better than the live recordings we have of it. So, yeah. they're not mastered really yet. They're not completely finished. So... But they sounded the best thing. They were the best version. I thought it sounded, it sounded good. good man. That's yeah, cool. Kind of but as like someone records and listening to them next to the quiet, literally uh, walking into day- daydream tracks, that I'm very proud of. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can just tell they just don't have that, you know. Because Derek actually thing. mixed and mastered and recorded all of our first album. I can tell. Oh, really. yeah. So before uh, we started this, we we're talking about microphones and yeah, I'll be in there. I'll talk here with you. You'll be here till midnight if you want to talk here. I'll drive you crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're talking, we're talking about that. the R eighty eight setup yeah. on the overhead. Yeah, drums well, from I saw behind. it. I saw that. I saw it covered there. I was like, I know what that is. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We made, got an engineer up yeah. in here. It makes an unbelievable <laughs> drum overhead. Oh yeah, they're just so great. Oh, I love yeah. those mics. It's hard yeah. to mess up with it. Yeah, and uh, you know, unfortunately, whenever we when we were going to release that album, COVID hit. Well, oh, they shut everything down a week before our release for that album at Zanzibar. Uh, unfortunately, uh, so we we didn't really get to show it to everyone like we wanted to but the leo uh added uh why can't you see on the album one of katie's songs to their uh best covid releases mm-hmm. oh, article cool, that yeah. they did which we were really proud of that, <sighs> that was, shout out to leo for doing that for us that was really cool so there was a there was a lot i wouldn't even say it's not wasted but there's a lot of like albums out there that are uh-huh. yet to be discovered because they came out in mm-hmm. 2020 and in march yeah. or 
May it's of like 2020. March 2020 has been like, yeah. Everybody should just re-release them in 2023 yeah, right. or four. Just do <laughs> yeah. them over. Yeah. Just re-release that's the thing. That's a good idea. As a that is, new a good, record. is a good idea. Actually. I mean, and be but like, we good reason to have a party. Go back and track the drums on <laughs> them. Now. Well, not only that, you can <laughs> tour it. You can be like, we're going to go out and support this. We're going to play this. You know, even if you're yeah. doing them now, you know, everything should have its own. Uh, <laughs> everything should have its own like. Let me get in that old tub. Party. <laughs> Once you get in that tub, you ain't getting out. Get in there. <laughs> get yourself clean, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I know we've had a lot of people talk about a how bunch. they they were dropping an album right at March or April. All this stuff. Yeah. I mean, we had a lot of people come on and promote their record, and it just came out right after that. And you know, I wish that we we had a million people listen to this thing and it actually was a huge, huge help for people. I, but... I only have half a million though. I know. It's only a little help. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, man, I, I feel like I wish everybody would just go out and tour those records in, in a year. Because yeah. most people have moved on, released the yeah. next thing because it's weird. Everybody wrote the COVID records, right? There's mm -hmm. the where you just feel like you're a lot of time stuck, to write. Yep. trapped. This moment in time that is so different in the history of the world for any of yeah. us. Uh, so the stuff we lost is the stuff before that. You know, yeah. the angsty election years yeah. stuff. The country's falling apart. Who knows what the world's going to yeah. happen in the next couple of years? That record's the one we missed, man. And that mm -hmm. I want to not not just in general. Everybody's yeah. art. Yeah, it's I agree. Good. Too, when it first started, Katie and I, because you know where we lived together and we're together, we talked all the time about all kind of stuff like this. And we're like, a lot of bands aren't going to survive this, you know. And, and they didn't. And they didn't. They and, didn't. And, and, and even like in our situation too, like some bands re-changed, you know. Oh, yeah. Like they they don't look the same. Even if the band did survive, they yeah. don't look the same mm -hmm. as they did when COVID hit. Which, mm -hmm. you know, Mama said quite literally… uh you know, and then I'm another band with a friend of mine, and we were very like, you know, this is a horrible situation, and it's going to be hard on a lot of bands, but at, it can also be an opportunity. Mm -hmm. If you can come out of it strong, if you can come out ready, whenever it happens, you can, you know, you, you mm -hmm. can kind of maybe skip ahead think, in some in some situations. So it was hard on a lot of the arts and I all think types. One thing that it uh, defined is the musicians who were in it to play music. Oh, the absolutely. That That's the best way to put it. So. You can't absolutely. live without it. You, you just can't. nailed that, Neil. Yeah, absolutely. you did. Because yeah. those did. are the people who, in the bands that did survive, those are the people who are left. Yeah. You know? Yep. It's like, dude, you, this is just, it's not an option. If it's your life, man, you know? Like, if it's like the only thing, dude, some people are just born to do it. What like, else can you do? what you do. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. think it made, you know, fans and listeners more appreciative Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I feel like the arts helped people hang on. Yeah. Like, and, you know, you got to see how much they cared about us. Mm -hmm. You know, so many other people reached out and, you know, they gave money on live streams mm -hmm. or they did this and that. So, and that was kind of reassuring and I mean, too. Honestly, I've seen more people now that we were doing live shows once again, I've seen more people at Quite Literally shows and mm -hmm. Mama Said shows than I did before, especially locally because people were deprived of live music for oh, yeah. so long. Mm -hmm. And this this yeah. is a community that, that thrives off that stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're getting into the first, um, which I'm sure this is going to be out in like, July of 2024 or wherever. Where are we at now? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like... Uh, it's, it's May sometime, all right. yeah. All right, so we're getting into our first derby in really, literally two years. Yeah. You know, everything has been shut down. I think this is the jump start to get not the people, you know, like us that have found ways to go to shows throughout all this stuff, yeah. even if it's masks up, uh, COVID tests, COVID mm -hmm. shots, whatever you had to do to go. I, I, I was at shows Generally, the yeah. entire time from the time they started yeah. uh, back up at the Headliners Outdoor Shows. I mean, we're, we've been trying to find ways to get to places ever since then. But I think like this type of, of atmosphere for the layman, for the people that on a you know typical Friday or Saturday night had the option to go out but had been staying home because it's just... Every, you know, I think that this might rejuvenate that because there's going to be a lot of outdoor events coming up, a lot of original music, a lot of awesome stuff coming up in the next few weeks, which I just think, man, coming out of this, it's going to be all right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> nice to see. Yeah. It truly is. It it's is. It's, it's awesome it's, to it's see. It's starting to happen, yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's becoming 
obvious, yeah. like, you know, as things open back I up. I think and, everyone, including uh, musicians and then fans of live music, are all have the same thought process of like, I'm never going to take that for granted again. Mm, yeah. Because it was taken away for so long. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you guys know, with musicians in today's world, we don't make our money from albums. We don't make our money from yeah. singles. Or any. Or any yeah, of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only way that we ever make money is through live shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's the only source of income in today's world in 2022 that any musicians make money. Yeah. And so when that was all taken away, it was very, it was a very hard hit for mm-hmm. a lot of us. And now coming back into it and seeing everyone come out and support, it's a good feeling. Yeah. It's a very big relief and like whew. so don't get home and put those pajamas on get out and watch some live music. Right. Yeah. 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 You all remember like it, there's a there's like a thankfulness now too because I don't know if you all have been to those restaurants during all this and you go and there's four people running the entire restaurant. You got oh, a God. manager, mm-hmm. a bartender, a waitress and somebody cooking the entire you know, I mean it's yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah. And and you show up and you're like I don't mind waiting a little bit longer. These yeah. people are yeah. killing themselves and I'm going to nail this tip. I'm going to hook yeah. them up. Right, pay because, them. Because yeah, right. they have been suffering and working their asses off and doing everything they can to make it throughout all this stuff. And I think that that's the way a lot of people feel about musicians right now, yeah. especially in this area. Is they're like, they're ready to support. Every time, yeah. like every time yeah. we've been out, it's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, any show that we've been to, local shows, the Hill Figs last big show, I mean, it was packed. Every time we've been to a barn event, uh, you know, at the at the uh, Simpsonville. Oh, y'all know James then. Of course. Yeah, he's, uh, shout out not? to James, James then. That's a great place. He's awesome. Yeah. He is James, the yeah. nicest human being in the history yeah. of the world. And I always told him, I said, I said, if your barn was an actual bar <laughs> in Louisville, it would be the coolest place. It would be, it would be the coolest venue in town. It would yeah. be. Yeah. It is so awesome. Yeah. I oh. played, I used to be in a band called Fossey the Drifters years ago, and I played there in like 2015 or oh. something, 14, 16. Uh, randomly met him and and then not only does he do that but in the Toonsmiths we had a show for our, our drummer who was moving at uh, High Horse and he was there Oh like, yeah, he, he just doesn't do that there he's no. everywhere else he's supporting people he come out to yep. open arms on Wadi and watched us he was at High Horse he comes to Melwood you know he's out and he he supports these people he even when they don't our, come to him he came to our first Top Hill Presents he sure did nice. Aww, yeah, yeah, I, did, yeah. I, remember I, I introduced you to him at High Horse at, well and yeah, then uh, he was at High Horse the next night watching um, might have been Ellie and them because oh, Brent okay. was there yeah and he saw he saw James, and that's when we got the yeah. invite to go for an open jam yeah. session at the bar. Now you yeah, talked about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. He told me we, we Ooh, you can't I, miss that. I hate it because we're so busy that it's hard. Like Cancel when he does those things, I have yeah. I need to. I need to. <laughs> and we need to go just play there. We need to go I'm play there you, sometime. Man. Oh hell yeah! yeah. I've done I don't it even once. take anytime. I don't even take gear there. No, I like, don't. Like, I, I went there because I played it like a handful of times, and the, like the first mm-hmm. time I took all this stuff, the second time I'm like, I'm not even bringing anything. You don't want to mess up. Like I'm just gonna like I'm gonna play your super reverb. I'm gonna grab something off the wall. Like, yeah, you don't want to mess yeah. up and take your guitar there. Yeah, no, and, and, yeah for people listening, he has this <laughs> awesome area, and like the whole back of the stage is just guitars. Yeah, it's it, their direction, <laughs> their, their decorations, and they're all functional. Neil, we counted them. What was it? Twenty six. I don't know, but they're all twenty six. Oh, yeah, and I would so, just I would just turn around like I'm gonna play. Let's call it Paul Custom this song. Like, and then I turn. I'm gonna play an American Strat this song. I'm gonna play an. American Grits this song like ah oh, it's just so awesome like, it's, it's, when, yeah when James, got, James is great when yeah, I got the is. invite out uh, I got it from James and, and Mark and then Dusty and Dusty bought, uh, Dusty yep. sent me a Dusty Bow sent me a uh, I always say Dusty Box because that's his name yeah. on uh, Instagram, Instagram. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but Dusty Bow he sent me a text he said which one you want to play? I'll change the strings. I went, I'm yeah. playing them all, dude. dude yeah, 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 it's <laughs> funny. Come on, man. And it's funny how that's all weirdly connected because I, I actually met Dusty's brother, Dean Bay, and uh, we went to Western Kentucky together no, at, okay. in college. Right? So I met yeah. him in like 2003 or something like that's that a- and then met him. I actually met Dusty at Moonshiner's Ball last year whenever you know Katie's band played there. And I was like, I know your brother. And I'm like, you know James. And like... <laughs> You know, we've been dancing yeah. around this whole community for years, you know, so it's yeah. funny. It just goes back to what we were talking about, about the whole community and the, how tight-knit it is. I was going to say also, I've never been to a local show, especially since we started this. And, and maybe it's just because I know a lot more musicians and people around the area and the community now, but I haven't been to a show without seeing multiple other musicians. Yeah. 
at the show supporting other artists or other bands it or was, another lineup. It was striking at the Hill Fig show. Oh my gosh. There were a lot of local musicians there. Yeah. Yeah. And well, yeah. we did the benefit, the, the benefit of uh, the portal. It was it was same thing, James yeah. and a bunch of yeah. other musicians. And it's just been... If even, you don't support each other, who's going to support you? No kidding, mm-hmm. man. Right? Yeah. If, so you, if you can't yeah. give that away, then how can you expect it back? Exactly. Right? But that's pretty cool. Yeah. I wonder if it's like that everywhere. I say stuff yeah. like that, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, that's the cool. Like I heard uh, whenever Katrina happened in New Orleans or whatever, I was listening to uh, All Things Considered or something oh, like that. Yeah. And they were doing a big special on it. And they they were talking about this Creole man who died in it or whatever. And he, I guess this guy would always have big cookouts and blog parties and he would just invite everyone to come eat. And that's what he always said. He says, the only thing that comes back to you is what you give away. And I always uh, remember that like from that's awesome. early 2000s. It's, it's very important. That's true. Yeah. So I, if any of y'all want Brad's Martin before you leave, you, you can take that. With me. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. does it count if I give other people stuff away? Yeah. That's the good Sounds thing. like yeah. a good deal to yeah. me, I, mean, Neil, I don't know. I feel know. like I'm being yeah. kind and not losing much in this transaction. Yeah. Well, I, would hate to, I would hate to interfere, you know, with the karmic transaction we're trying to have right, right now. You so. can't have the drums, man. Uh, 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 oh, my bad. No, yeah, right. Sorry. I know if we take that Martin, ours might get stolen. <laughs> yeah, it'd be some bad karma there. Yeah. <laughs> so our listeners that want to follow you guys follow quite literally a little mm-hmm. more closely where do they find you on everything facebook instagram we also have our own website it's called quite literally band at uh dot com yep and uh we also have stuff up on spotify is it on apple music we're on apple spotify uh amazon Deezer, and there's a couple Deezer. different Google Play. On. If you want to skip all of that and watch us at a live show, our next live show is on May 12th, and it is with yeah. Banshee Oops, and Pushing Daisy. Shut up, are you serious? Yeah, it's this could be June 3rd. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> Hope you went to the May show. All uh, right. Well, what, what's after that then, honey? What do we got? We got, we got stuff after May, right? After May 12th? Yeah. Um, August is the first one I can August think of. August 6th. We're going to have the Lexington okay. the, show. Bar. They're going to know because we're still going to pump you. We're oh, still, yeah. still right. like, hey, go to the show. Yeah. Well, we, uh, we, we've got a uh, we've got a Flanagan's hold for July 23rd. So oh, we'll see there you, you go. There you go. So look yeah. out for that one. Yeah. So make sure that happens, Flanagan's. <laughs> you yeah. all realize how hard it is to schedule between the four of us. Yes. There's We're, like collectively how many bands are we in? Oh. Like six or something. Let's add it up. Like there's add like it up a bunch. Quick, yeah. okay, okay, so sad not black, my strong suit, Sad Black so. Lab. The Kevin that. Bacon of all of us is like 30. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally, Mama said string band, Digitonic, the Tune Smiths. Smiths. Is there anything else I'm forgetting? Was that only five? I think so. But then Close. if you but then if you branch that out to, you know, Hill I mean, we could, we could play and, that you know, game. People who, who, whoever oh, Ellis plays with. Or like, yeah, like pick yeah. up gigs, like picking up gigs, yeah. playing the drums for people. Like I do that, you know, yeah. somewhat every now and then. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. It's hard to schedule, but that's that was another beauty of asking Greg to be in the band because him and Emily are in Sad Black Lab together. Simplifies things. Everyone should go listen to them. Can, and they yeah. just yeah. released plug, an EP. Plug. We can also count your solo. Because I do, yeah, I do a lot of solo, solo shows mm-hmm. also. So it, it, that's funny too because quite literally started out as Katie's solo thing and then it grew into <laughs> it and now it's grown past that so now she has another own solo like, thing just so she can do the big. things that she can't do with quite literally her mama says she so. keeps trying to go solo yeah. but it won't let her <laughs> I know right <laughs> there's hey, too Katie. many amazing musicians <laughs> yeah. around yeah, me yeah, so I, can't, yeah. I can't do it I'm not allowed if you <laughs> start a new band Katie I'll be in it <laughs> yeah that's what you're saying yeah, yeah for sure sounds good absolutely <laughs> and she did have a, a couple really awesome solo shows recently too so it's it's that's that's awesome as well do you play at your open mics i play i'm always the first act to bring the eyes warms the room okay yeah i would never ask anyone to go first in an open (laughs) mic setting you know what you've done for the evening it's like hey uh, good luck (laughs) (laughs) i'm a professional your turn (laughs) <laughs> I know I know you're 14 and you've never played for anybody but <laughs> <laughs> let me buy you a drink kid you're going to need it <laughs> Did you tell us where quite literally came from the name Oh yeah Oh yeah You want to say it or me I'll tell them okay. Um it was really quite simple. Uh, me and Derek were talking one day at Terrapin Hill Farms at a festival yeah, this is uh, right when we started 
getting along. Yeah, to we, that we, point. we just met each other, and I'm I'm not from Louisville. I'm not from the city. I'm and from, I'm from Indiana, so we're a little so like that. Yeah, and uh, where so are you I'm, from, Katie? I'm from Whitesburg, Kentucky, very small town in southeast Kentucky. Whitesburg, Whitesburg, Kentucky. That's right. And uh, he, we were talking about the struggles of being a musician and how sometimes it's really hard to remind yourself every morning that you don't suck and you're not a loser. Yeah. <laughs> that you don't suck and you're not a loser and that it's important that you do it no matter what. And uh, I just started talking about my background and stuff and he was like, so you are a coal miner's daughter? And I literally. said, <laughs> I said, quite literally, I am a coal miner's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so, mm-hmm. and there you go. That's, that's, that's where it, it came that's from. That's where it came from. <laughs> All right. Simple oh. as that. Well, we sure appreciate you guys coming and spending about an hour with us. Thank yeah. you guys Thank so much you. for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Awesome. Y'all are fun. Y'all been a blast. Oh, stop it. Oh, wow. We did good. We are going to go out with lightning bugs. Tell us about All that right. briefly. Uh, lightning bugs was one of the first swingy songs that I wrote, even though it's a little bit complicated, but I wrote it about Derek. And it's about how uh, Is he, where's he? lightning bugs can light up the dark, just like, you know, your person can light up the dark moments. All right. There you go, Derek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, guys. Yes. Thank you all. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Lay down every night, and I wonder what you dream. Be it something happy and it's taking you upstream When you wake tomorrow, have you roasted bean caffeine? Two spoonfuls of loving, a little bit of cream loving. I have found such an easy thing I get to be myself and I get, get to sing But it's easy past the time they grow while you're away Sitting on the back porch, just swinging life away Surface underneath my dirty rugs And in my darkest moments I'm pointing out the lightning bugs And in those times that you grow weary A little sad and distant too I will carry you through the bright every shade of blue I have found such an easy thing I get to be myself And I get, get to see Fantasies past the time they grow while you're away Sitting on the back Swinging life away So if you take my hand, I promise to not let go. So don't forget me, darling, and life's big after show. I have found such an easy thing. I get to be myself, and I get, get to sing. Fantasies past the time they grow while you're away. Sitting on the back porch, swinging life away.